Hey, hey, and welcome to the Football Time Podcast. We're here with our man. Achilles Rain to preview the Week 17 NFL season and make our picks. Are you ready to break in the new year and preview the last week of the NFL regular season? Uh, it's finally here, the last week. Uh, definitely not the way I wanted to end this uh, season, but uh, it's still a pretty good season so far. Yeah, we're going to get into it. Uh, your picks are going downhill, much like your Rams. Uh, <laughs> life is imitating art right now for you. You're, you're tanking just like they are tanking. Yes, I'm going for that number one pick in, in our uh, next next year's uh, podcast. Yeah. All right. So we have to get into our mutuals. We have to find five games we agree upon today. Um, I'm going to leave this to you. I'm going to go take a break and you just go down the list and uh, preview and uh, give me your expertise and pick five of these. I'll come back with uh, my picks if that's okay. Oh, yeah, yeah, that sounds like a good idea, especially after the last couple of weeks I've had. Well, I, I think you have probably a better read on them than I do because uh, I literally have no clue uh, about this week. I detest uh, gambling on week 17 because you just never know, and you never know what you're going to get from quarter to quarter. All of a sudden, we could be getting a team's practice squad out there, or a team could be ready to go on vacation, so... uh it's a tough one. Well, for me, it's it's weird because uh, I've always treated uh, like regular NFL betting kind of like fantasy football uh, in the sense that I never want to have anything to do with it the last three weeks. And uh, it's pretty evident as far as uh, the last couple of weeks, the way things have gone, why I feel that way. Uh, I'm a little more conservative, but uh, we're here to make picks, so we're going to make picks one way or another. Is this a way to uh, next year? get a vacation on weeks uh, 14 through 17 uh, before the playoffs start. No, you know, if it, honestly, if it wasn't for, uh, for the podcast, I think that I probably wouldn't have any action whatsoever uh, over the last couple of weeks, just because you never know what's going to happen now. These last few weeks, teams that you think are supposed to win uh, somehow find a way to lose. And then you have injuries and all sorts of things. So um, I don't like, betting but because of the podcast it makes the fun to at least try yeah uh i i'm the, I'm the same way uh as you can see uh my uh bet pick list uh scaled down tremendously these last couple of weeks uh you managed to uh try to find picks it, it hasn't always worked best for you <laughs> but uh there's at least some admiration as you're trying to find picks and uh, i'm cowardly uh throwing up my three picks a week so uh there's something to be said for that at least well, I may be taking a page out of the old Chesterfield uh, <laughs> notebook this week, just so you know. <laughs> You're gonna give us one pick? Uh, no, well, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna go that low, but uh, I definitely don't see another five, seven game uh, week for me this week. So, all right, so let's review our ringer, Vandal Mutual. We went two and three. Uh, we did not hit our over five hundred, but we are still over five hundred for the year. The Dolphins, minus two and a half versus the Raiders, was a loss. Uh, I guess we should be thankful that they just won, but uh, it's hard to uh, not cover a two and a half point spread and get that win. So uh, that was a tough one. That probably started out our week on a, on a bad foot. 
Yeah, and I've told you before that I have a weird rule where if it's less than three points, to me it's just a pick'em game. Well, there goes my rule out the window. Yes, definitely. All right. Uh, next up, we had the Bears minus six and a half for the Jaguars. Good choice there. Uh, next up, Broncos uh, plus two and a half versus the Chargers. You'll see that we ended up with a, a decent uh, win in that one <laughs> uh, in our regular picks, but uh, did not hit it uh, in our mutual picks. Uh, they lost by three. So uh, the two and a half number was not our friend this week. It, it was being uh, unkind to us. And that was me trying to be conservative because, like I said earlier, I don't like uh, making picks this late in the season. So I figured if I'm going to do anything, I'll go try and go conservative. And uh, it didn't work out too well. And our next one, I'm counting as a win because we were betting the Eagles. With Fletcher Cox, we we were up fourteen to three <laughs> at that point in time, and uh, we were on our way to a cruising uh, three and two week. And then Fletcher Cox got hurt, and uh, I'm not sure we scored another point and uh, gave up about thirty five after that. But uh, Eagles minus one and a half was a loss. Oh gosh, one and a half. Yeah, I know. All right, and lastly, the wife will not be happy, but it saved us from a one and four week. The Bills, minus six and a half. The Bills, the gift that keeps on giving. I, I think we've rode them pretty strong the last handful of weeks. Yeah, uh, we. It's been, it's been good for us that they've been really hot lately because uh, we've kind of been counting on them so far and just paid off a little bit. I, I don't know if we're going to be able to pull that same trigger uh, this week uh, unless you have some sort of affinity and affection for uh, Matt Barkley and uh, your USC alum out there in L.A. Well, I was kind of hoping that you had some of that uh, valuable insider information that you seem to dig up every now and then. Uh, people aren't aware, but uh, you have an inside track to some of the NFL players, so you get a lot of information. <laughs> well, I, I will know all these uh, crappy quarterbacks that will be playing because mostly I bet on them throughout their college careers, uh, disappointing or not. So uh, there is knowledge there. there that doesn't exactly uh, mean I trust them to win NFL games, however. All right, so you're ready to get started. And uh, speaking of said Buffalo Bills, our first game, Miami Dolphins plus two and a half. Buffalo Bills minus two and a half. Uh, some fun news. I, I guess it's not fun for him, but uh, there will be no uh, closer coming in uh, for this game. Ryan Fitzpatrick tested positive for COVID. So uh, it's to his game to lose, uh, do or die. I don't know how much Buffalo's uh, starters are going to be playing, uh, but uh, you give me a, your feel on what Buffalo is going to come out and do. They can still grab that two seed. It looks like uh, Pittsburgh's resting uh, their whole team. Yeah, I think they're probably going to follow suit. Uh, but I, I still think that they play their starters uh, a couple of series just to just to get them in the game. Uh, I don't foresee them playing their starters all game long. Uh, maybe, you know, a, a quarter if that. Uh because they really, like you said, they could get that second seed, but there's no buy to it. So at this point, I think they're probably looking up and down that uh, that playoff seeding and kind of deciding who they'd rather play. Um, so I don't foresee them really playing their starters a lot, whereas in uh, Miami, they have to win. Uh, they're still trying to sneak in somehow. Um, so I, I could definitely see them playing tough. I just I, – Offensively, I don't know how many points they can put up. Tua's looked a little sketchy over the last couple of weeks, so it's a little, little concerning. 
Yeah. Uh, I can't get a read on this. I, I'm very scared. Uh, we're getting two series, maybe, from uh, the Bills starters, and then they're packing it in if we're lucky. But uh, there's a counter there. Uh, Miami is going to Buffalo. And uh, as you might expect, uh, there is rain and snow going to be happening in Buffalo this weekend. What, you're telling me it snows this time of year? <laughs> yes. Uh, you know where it doesn't snow this time of year? Miami. <laughs> it doesn't snow in Miami this time of year. <laughs> so that makes me a tad nervous uh, with the Dolphins going up there. Uh, this is quite a weather change for them with Tua. I There is word that Parker might play, so that at least gives them one of their skill position guys up. Uh, just for a note, uh, it is 79 degrees in Miami right now. So uh, there's a sad weather difference between Buffalo and Miami, currently speaking. But uh, uh, you're ahead. probably more you're probably more familiar with this uh, with this the answer to this question. But when was the last time that Tua played in bad weather? Uh, he did it a handful of times in college. Uh, you know, going up to Missouri and stuff like that. But. Uh, I don't think he's ever played in anything like uh, Buffalo. Uh, you know, southern winter cold is, you know, 40 degrees, rainy. It, it's uncomfortable. Uh, Buffalo winter cold is uh, 20 degrees and uh, massive snow. So I'm not sure how a uh, person who's from Hawaii and then spent his time in Tuscaloosa, how he goes with the snow Uh the only thing I can say for the Dolphins, I think Parker is supposed to play here. That gives him at least a true weapon on the outside. But I, I think this game should be a pass. I, I feel like I'm going to say that a lot, but uh, I'm feeling like this game should be a pass. What's the uh, what's the line at? Uh, the Bills are two and a half. Uh, it hasn't moved too much. It, it's three right now, so... Uh, they aren't uh, factoring in the Fitzpatrick uh, out yet. I don't know. I think that um, being week 17, I think that our best option right now would be to find uh, some of these safer games where a team still has something to play for. And uh, we just kind of decide which team we think could win and then put it in the maybe column because uh, I think it's going to be slim pickings this week. Oh, it it's going to be slim picking. So uh, any other notes on the uh, Buffalo-Miami game you got for us? No, uh, I mean, the, you pretty much covered it all. I think that, uh, like I said, Miami definitely has something to play for, whereas in Buffalo, whether they win or lose, it doesn't affect much because they also need other things to, to fall uh, in a certain way uh, to change the seating. So I don't think that it it's too concerning for them whether they win or lose. So uh, I'm looking for them to play their reserves a lot. Yeah. All right. We'll move on to the next game. And that is the Cincinnati Bengals, the Baltimore Ravens. Baltimore is at Cincinnati. Baltimore is 11 and a half point favorite. Now, uh, I haven't made it my picks, but I, I've milked Baltimore and their uh, large spreads the last couple weeks. And it's been uh, pretty nice to me. Uh, I, I, you know, I've gotten that feel that Baltimore's in that uh, domination mode of these uh, weak little teams. But, uh, this one, it, it makes me a little nervous. Uh, them on the road in Cincinnati. Now, Cincinnati has been uh, terrible, uh, but uh, a little spunky the last couple weeks. But where are you feeling 11 and a half uh, in this game? 
to be completely honest with you, just the fact that Baltimore still has something to play for uh, makes me feel a little comfortable taking Baltimore. I think that they're going to come out and roll. Uh, I don't think Cincinnati can keep up with them. And uh, it's possible that Baltimore gets up early enough to where, you know, it's probably a low scoring affair, but they still win by, you know, a decent margin. So, I mean, I kind of like Baltimore in this, even, even at that high, high spread, which is not something I would normally say, but just based off, you know, this week, the teams that actually have something to play for, I feel like Baltimore's one of them and they've been really hot lately. So. Yeah. Um, I don't know if my in my betting lifetime I've ever taken a, a team double digit spreads uh, three weeks in a row. So uh, if I took Baltimore again, that would be the third week in a row I've taken a team in double digit spreads. But and on the road, yeah, I, I think that might be what concerns me uh, more than anything. Uh, but Baltimore needs this game. I, I think they will win uh, pretty easy. I don't really know matchup wise if Cincinnati can go with it they've been a little better of late they've been running the ball but uh I don't know if they can run the ball successfully uh first this um Baltimore defense running the ball versus you know uh Houston Texans and the like uh is much different than running the ball versus Baltimore who has to win this game yeah I and you know I completely understand where you're coming from uh the only thing that I will say about this game, even though the spread's pretty large, Baltimore, man, they're really hot lately. And I, I don't know. I, I feel like we should at least keep them in a maybe column uh, simply because over the last couple of weeks, I've tried to be uh, more conservative with my picks. And I've seen some of these games like Baltimore where they had pretty big spreads and I didn't take it because it, I thought it was too wide. And those were the teams that were covering their spreads as opposed to the teams with, uh, you know, a two or three point spread. Yeah. I'm mostly scared you're going to put your juju onto my secret Baltimore Ravens large spread betting. <laughs> you know, you've got a point there. Maybe we just stay away from it. <laughs> I've been riding it, and all of a sudden you're going to hop on the train, and then they're going to win a field goal game with Justin Tucker. <laughs> yeah, no, you're probably right. I, I The way things have been going lately, we're probably best to just stay away from it. We can put this one in our maybe column. I do think uh, – at least you're guaranteed probably a Baltimore, at least an eight-point win there. So uh, at least it's theoretically a conscious decision. This next one is very weird. Pittsburgh Steelers at the Cleveland Browns. Cleveland Browns, two more new positive uh, COVID tests today. So who knows what sort of team they're throwing out there. Pittsburgh Steelers have already said uh, they aren't playing their guys. Uh Cleveland is a six and a half point favorite. It's up to uh, about nine now. I don't know how to handicap this game at all. I'm curious how you're going about it. Well, to me, this was one of those games that I just don't want anything to do with. Uh, there's too many, too many variables in in this particular matchup for me. One, uh, the fact that we know that uh, Pittsburgh's not going to play their starters, uh, and if they do, it probably won't be for long. Uh, two. Yeah, the Browns have a pretty good record, but you look at what they've done over the last couple of weeks, and they've been kind of a big disappointment. Uh, three, like you said, they have those uh, those new COVID uh, positive test results, which I'm still not sure who it is, but uh, practice facility has been closed down, so uh, that probably affects them a little bit. And I just too many variables, like I said. I, I don't feel comfortable about this game either way, uh, even with Baltimore. I mean, sorry, with uh, – Cleveland needing to win this game. I don't feel comfortable about it, so I'm probably going to stay away from this one. 
Yeah, uh, Cleveland needing to win it uh, is sort of an important factor, but can they win it would be the real question, I think, here by over uh, a touchdown. Now, I have this in my picks, but it's sitting at nine now. And to be honest, at nine, I really like Pittsburgh. But at six and a half, it begins to get around the number where I'd be very nervous of a Pittsburgh team who's going to play a lot of their second-string guys. But uh, without uh, knowing who Cleveland tested positive, I'd like to know if it's Nick Chubb or Kareem Hunt or something like that. Uh, I'd be a a much more apt to uh, grab onto Pittsburgh here. Yeah, uh, I'm right there with you. I don't know, like I said, who the guys are that tested positive. Uh, but even the fact that, you know, practice facilities being closed down, you know, during a w- uh, the week for a big game, it's just, like I said, just too many variables for me to feel comfortable about it. If the line was at nine, I definitely feel more comfortable taking Pittsburgh, like you, like you said. But at six, I don't feel comfortable taking either or. Yeah, well, that's what I was going to ask you. Any, uh, any interest in these six and a half or... That just sits too low. It starts to sit too low. I wouldn't feel comfortable at six and a half. I mean, if you gave me seven, I think I would be more comfortable. At least that touchdown game, you'd get that push off of it. But I don't know if I I can make myself go six and a half. But the problem is I don't know what I'm getting from Cleveland, and I wouldn't even dare touch that uh, minus six and a half. Yeah, I don't don't think – I honestly would feel more comfortable taking Pittsburgh even with all their backups – based off what Cleveland's been doing lately, the way they've been playing, uh, you know, especially this last week uh, with that play calling, I, I don't understand it. And nothing leads me to believe that they're going to, you know, sway away from uh, messing the game plan up again. Uh, you would think that a professional football team would definitely get it right. And they'd switch to uh, run the ball more this game. But even if they do that, you know, that just chews up clock and uh, we could definitely have a low score, so I don't feel comfortable about it either way. Okay, we'll move on from that one. Uh, we'll move on to one I'm going to let you fully handicap. Uh, this one is in your hands. You tell me what we're getting from the Minnesota Vikings, the Detroit Lions, the Vikings minus six and a half. Uh, Dalvin Cook uh, won't be playing. Uh, tragically, his father uh, passed away uh, earlier this week, so uh, Dalvin Cook is out. Uh, now, Alexander Madison, I believe, is healthy and ready to go. Uh, so, I mean, he is a solid running back there. But uh, no Dalvin Cook, which would have been the one thing I'd grasp onto as Gal- Dalvin Cook would be trying to rack up as many yards as he could in this game for uh, numbers' sake. But uh, I have no clue about this other than Detroit completely no-showed last week. So I don't know if they're ready to uh, not no-show this week. Yeah, I, I don't I don't know what Detroit is going to show up uh, the early in the season. Detroit that could at least make it look, you know, respectable towards the end or the Detroit that just hasn't shown up at all. Uh, the fact that Dalvin Cook isn't playing is, is a huge turnoff for me. If he was playing, I'd feel a lot more comfortable taking Minnesota in this one. But, uh, you know, unfortunately for him, you know, life is bigger than the game and uh, he's going through real stuff right now. So, uh, you know, condolences go out to, to him and his family and his loved ones, but uh, I'm probably not touching any, this game at all. Uh, that wasn't the analysis I needed. I needed a breakdown offense, defense, what we're getting uh, in the Minnesota Vikings-Detroit Lions game. You, you do realize that it's Minnesota 
and Detroit we're talking about, right? Okay. No defense. I understand that. Uh, will either team decide to play offense this week? I mean, I still think that uh, skill position-wise, uh, I think Minnesota has uh, the better players. They have the better uh, weapons, you know, uh, at the wide receiver position, and I think that their quarterback is okay. Uh, he's decent enough to help them win a game. My concern is without Dabin Cook there, can the can the backup running back do enough, you know, to kind of keep the ball out of uh, out of Cousins' hand, which is the the most concerning part for me. I think that if they implement a run first strategy and then you know play action, dump off passes, swing passes to the running back, I think that they're in better shape and they probably do cover this. But because I don't know exactly how uh, the backup running back is going to play, uh, it's hard for me to really uh, sit back and feel confident about. Uh, kind of predicting the way the game will play itself out. Yeah. Uh, I was going to say stat padding-wise, I feel like Minnesota will go out there and grab those yards, which is a little interesting uh, considering uh, it's the Detroit Lions who pretty much uh, have played the whole last uh, 20 years of their uh, existence to uh, stat pad and uh, run up numbers that uh, are meaningless. But uh, I don't know if the Vikings will six and a half uh, stat pad enough. This just feels like a game to uh, wash away and uh, pretend doesn't exist this week. Yeah, this is probably not going to make it onto, what was it, three B TB3, TB4? I, I don't think this one will be on <laughs> any TV other than there uh, might be some uh, Alexander Madison props going on. <laughs> and for me, if it pops up on Red Zone, that's how I'm going to watch it. All right, next up, uh, New York Jets, New England Patriots. Uh, the Jets are locked in uh, to their uh, number two slot. The Patriots are three and a half point favorites. I don't know. I guess Cam Newton is playing quarterback. They haven't really said. Uh, they have shrouded themselves in mystery for uh, this meaningless game. Uh, the Jets have won two in a row. Uh, they're hot. Uh, what are you feeling here? Who do you think has an advantage? Uh, you know me, I tend to grab my picks early in the week, and uh, I jumped on this one pretty early on in the week. Maybe I was uh, still high on the fumes of uh, that jet propellant that you know they've put out the last couple of weeks. But I took the Jets, uh, and as the week progressed, I don't feel too comfortable about it. You know, I, I just don't see a scenario where uh, Bill Belichick, you know, after missing the playoffs, Regardless of who's playing at quarterback, um, I still think that defense can play uh, solid enough, you know, on any given week to, you know, cause a little havoc. I think that game planning is huge for that defense. Uh, that offense, there's really nothing to say about the offense. It's almost non-existent regardless of who the quarterback is. So that's probably the only reason why I picked the Jets. But when you bring coaching into it, uh, it, it – probably scares me a little bit. The fact that I took the jets, I think that bill Belichick is obviously a uh, much better coach than gaze is, but I, I still kind of like the jets. I, I think that now that it doesn't really matter whether they win or lose, they might come out and play a little more loosely and kind of, I don't know. I just, the Patriots have been really disappoint, a uh, big disappointment to a lot of people. And, I'm sure that they're disappointed themselves. Cam Newton uh, spoke publicly about how he didn't perform up to the Patriots standard. So I don't know. I, I just week 17, this is just an odd one for me. 
Yeah, uh, I'm. I was going to try to convince you uh, to take the Pats here. I feel like Bill Belichick, who, uh, if anyone doesn't know, uh, has an extreme hatred for the New York Jets. Uh, it's a personal and uh, vindictive hatred. So uh, if he was going to go out and try to win a game, it would definitely be this one. And uh, I just don't know that number three and a half uh, first. Uh, the Patriots at three and a half. Uh, very scary, especially since I don't know who's going to be playing quarterback. And uh, for that matter, I don't know if I would be more ballyhooed if Stidham was quarterback. I think I actually, uh, as said of this would be, would be more confident if, if I knew Cam Newton was uh, going out there and playing quarterback. Uh, Damian Harris is still a, a question mark. I don't know if they will use him. But if you could tell me Damian Harris and Cam Newton were going to play, um, I, I would lean Patriots here. But uh, that three and a half number, that hook there, uh, pretty scary. I mean, ditto to everything you just said. Um, like I said, I, I think Bill Belichick is a much better coach. And mind you, this is all coming from the guy that took the Jets. Yeah. So, uh, you know, take that uh, take that with a grain of salt. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I mean, if, if we were doing our mutuals and we had to pick one here, if we had to, obviously we don't have to just now. But if we had uh, to. We're I'll, going I'll, to have to because I feel like we're, we're going to go through this list and be a no on pretty much everything. Well, I mean, I still think that we should probably put the Patriots in the maybe column. Okay. Uh, the other thing, I, I was – the Jets got two wins. They will not go down in history as one of the worst teams ever, except uh, we all watched them play for the first half of the season. So we're quite aware at how awful they were. But um, I feel like they uh, sort of pack it in now that they got their wins uh, and they don't uh, go winless. But uh, hard call, uh, the three and a half is a little scary. But uh, we'll move on to the next game. Dallas Cowboys at the New York Giants. The Dallas Cowboys are two and a half point favorites on the road here. Uh, they've been hot. Uh, ESPN has started the narrative that this is the scariest uh, six, seven win team of all time. I'm not sure I'm buying into that logic. They, they have beaten up on a lot of uh, crappy teams, but uh, where are you with this one? Uh, Cowboys, Giants, uh, really interesting game. The uh, winner of this one can get into the playoffs if the Washington football team loses. Don't look now, but the Dallas Cowboys have quietly moved themselves up to the 12th spot in total team offense. You know, I, I probably wouldn't believe in myself uh, four weeks ago if you would have told me this, but over the last few weeks, they've been really hot. Uh, the big uh, red pistol has... Uh, almost uh, taking a step back to the big red rifle days and he's been slinging it. And, you know, he's had a lot of help from his wide receiver core. Uh, his running backs, you know, they've been on and off, uh, especially Ezekiel. He's been pretty cold all season long, but I think he kind of got rejuvenated after seeing his backup uh, go crazy. And uh, all of a sudden he miraculously got healed. But I, I kind of like Dallas in this one. I, I feel that this is the type of game to have a letdown with Dallas, you know, a divisional opponent, uh, a divisional rival at that uh, with the playoff spot on the line. I think that this has all the, all the ingredients for a letdown game, but I, I still feel more confident that Dallas wins this game as opposed to New York, even as high as I was on them a few weeks back. Yeah. Uh, 
you're high on Dallas. I'm actually high on the Giants in this one. Uh, I'm feeling like uh, this, this stupid Giants team is going to be the one that ends up sneaking into the playoffs. I, I don't know why. They've been so awful the last couple of weeks, but uh, I, I feel like that would be a fitting capper to the NFC East. The Giants, who have been terrible the last couple of weeks, end up somehow sneaking away with this win. Washington... Uh, can't get it done versus Philly, and uh, we get the uh, like six win Giants uh, into the playoffs. So uh, their defense has dropped off. If uh, I can't probably talk you in to taking the Giants here, other than uh, I think this defense can hold up versus the Cowboys. Uh, Daniel Jones looked uh, much better uh, last week. He didn't look great, but uh, I feel like the offense will be back into. Um, I shouldn't say good because it wasn't ever good, but uh, it was okay enough to get the job done. Uh, you know, uh, that mid, uh, what what do we say, weeks 8 through uh, 14 where the Giants were on their little streak of playing uh, solid games. I feel like that Giants team might show up this week. Uh, solid defense, uh, good enough offense uh, to get things done. So I'm leaning a little bit Giants here. I'll tell you what, if you're leaning Giants, and I think we jot that down as our first game because, like I said, even though I like uh, the the Cowboys, to me this this has all the ingredients, all the makings of uh, a letdown game for the Cowboys. So uh, even though I like them, uh, if you like the the Giants, I'm, I'm down to go with the Giants for our mutuals. All right. Exciting. Uh, this should be a good <laughs> mutual week. We're taking a team who has been throttled for the last three weeks. So, uh Good way to start the uh, mutual picks. The New York Giants, plus two and a half at home. All right. I do like the plus two and a half. Yeah, that's. I think the plus is what uh, is giving me a, a little bit of an <laughs> interest here. All right. Um, Atlanta Falcons, Tampa Bay Bucks. Um, Tampa Bay Bucks, six and a half. They showed they'd like to run it up, uh, but I have no feel on what Tampa's going to do. Uh, something tells me Arians will want to play a bunch of his old people and uh, score a lot of points so he could be like, see how great our offense is in a meaningless game. But uh, the smart thing might be to uh, sit a bunch of these guys and uh, try to win a playoff game the next week. Uh, what do you see in here? I mean, I agree with you. You know, this team does not have uh, a ton of spring chickens, as people would say. Uh, on their roster. A lot of these guys are vets and uh, they're having their own battle against time. Uh, when you look at guys like Brady and Gronk, who've had, uh, you know, for Gronk had a lot of health issues. Uh, he's been pretty worn out from how heavily he was used back in New England. Uh, Tom Brady is, uh, what is he, 65 now? Uh, I can't remember how old he is. Uh, Antonio Brown, who probably has had one of the most roller coaster uh, 2020s and 2019s uh, of any other wide receiver in the NFL. I just, I don't know. I, I, to me, they, they came out a couple weeks ago. They looked really flat until that second half. Uh, this last week was pretty much a uh, complete domination. Uh, I don't know what Tampa Bay team is going to show up, but they also don't have much to play for at this point. I know that there's still some possibilities for seating uh, adjustments, but I don't think it's enough for them to really come out and, and put on that type of show, uh, especially against a divisional opponent. I think that I feel more comfortable staying away from this. Uh, you'd probably have to sway me to get me to 
pick anything in this game. Yeah, I, I was going to try to see if you were going to try to sway me uh, to Tampa Bay. I think you could probably probably push me towards Tampa Bay if you liked it uh, because you could convince me that they were going to do something stupid and try to run up the score and be like, look, Brady's still good. He threw seven touchdowns in week 17 versus the Atlanta Falcons, uh, you know. But uh, if you don't like it, I don't like it. Uh, I Do you have any convincing argument to take the Falcons in a week 17 game? I mean, they, they've looked... <sighs> I, I can't even say they look, they've looked good over the last few weeks because realistically they haven't. Uh, they've been in games uh, like that game against uh, Kansas City. They were in it for a while, but, you know, uh, how much of that had to do with Kansas City just kind of uh, lolling by as they do pretty much week in and week out. Uh, another game, what was the other game they had? Uh, uh, the oh, it was it was Tampa Bay two weeks ago where they were up seventeen nothing and uh, did and the, the Atlanta half. thing and uh, <laughs> lost. Yeah, exactly. So I mean, uh, just they to me they've they've done this they've played this card too many times this season to make me feel comfortable about ta- about taking them even as uh, as dogs. Um, so I don't feel enough confidence in Tampa Bay uh, them showing up and putting up uh, putting on a light show. Um, and I don't feel very comfortable with Atlanta because of what they've shown over the last few weeks and pretty much all season long. So uh, to me, for me, this is a pass. All right. It's a pass. We'll move on to the next one. Uh, this one is going to be a fun one because I'm going to try to convince you one way. Uh, Jacksonville Jaguars at the Indianapolis Colts, Indianapolis Colts, 13 and a half point favorites. You give me your breakdown before I try to convince you. Let's see. Jacksonville's got the number one draft pick locked up. Doesn't matter what happens. That's correct. Divisional opponents, they know each other well. The Colts pretty much are on the outside looking in right now. That's correct. I could definitely see a scenario where Jacksonville plays them so tough that this is a low-scoring game. You mean tough like uh, week one when Jacksonville beat Indianapolis? Yeah, I, but that was week one. I still think that it was a, a new strange situation for Philip Rivers, uh, you know, with the whole, just the whole dynamic of that offense. I, I, it was a new situation for him. Uh, I think that probably played a lot into it. Jacksonville's been really bad defensively as of late. They've been missing some of their key players that have basically given them a shot to win all season long. Uh, is there a running back playing this week? I don't think so. That okay. that was I wasn't going to mention that in my uh, convincing uh, to take the Jacksonville Jaguars. That's just to, to me. That's their best weapon, and if they don't have him, uh, you know, against a really good team with a really good defense, to me, this is probably. Uh, I don't know. Even though I know they won that first matchup, I still think that this is probably one of those games that ends up being a blowout. Um, I don't know how much it's going to help the Colts in the end because they're so scoreboard watching, but I'm probably staying away from this game. Well, uh, supposedly they were going to black out the scoreboard so the Colts didn't scoreboard watch. But uh, the thing that I I like here is the number. Uh, I don't think the Colts are going to lose this game, but uh, I I do think the uh, Jack can cover this 13-and-a-half number. That just seems like an awfully, awfully large number. The Jacks can play hard in this game. They they won't call in the uh, Mike Glennon uh, interception pick six to make sure that they uh, don't win the game. So I just like the number here. Uh, Jacksonville getting 13 and a half. Uh, I think they uh, might actually play Indianapolis well. So uh, 
I just uh, I think this game might be a little closer than uh, what this number indicates. I mean, if you feel that strongly about it, I'll ride with you with Jacksonville. And if they somehow happen to cover this, I'll be you know praising, uh, singing your praises next week when uh, I call you the uh, the Jacksonville hero and what a great call you did to save our our mutuals uh, season. So if you feel that confident about it, let's roll with the Jaguars. All right. Jacksonville Jaguars plus 13 and a half. What a way to end the year. Giants Jags. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, guys, that sounds so sad when you put it that way. Well, it might get worse as we get down here further. So uh, enjoy yourself now. Oh, gosh. What else you got for us? Well, I, I have another one down here that uh, you probably won't love either. But uh, it's a it's a favorite team betting for and against of yours. So uh, it's possible you have somehow wagered on them every week of the season. So Is, is it the Raiders? It possibly might be the Raiders oh, game. Gosh. <laughs> Let's hear it. All right. Next up, uh, Chargers at Chiefs. Uh, minus three and a half for the uh, Los Angeles Chargers. Chiefs have already said they're pulling everybody out. They have the one seed locked up. Um, I don't know, though. Uh, a part of me does not want to trust uh, the Los Angeles Chargers in Kansas City minus three and a half. Um, it would take me a lot of convincing uh, to uh, take the Chargers here. You could probably convince me to take the Chiefs here because uh, Andy Reid is still running that offense. So um, where are we going? I'll tell you what, yes, Andy Reid is still running that offense. And they are playing in Kansas City, but it's not Patrick Mahomes. And it won't be Kelsey, and it won't be the Cheetah. It, this, it's going to be an entirely different group, group of guys there. Now, uh, does, is that a huge drop-off? Maybe if it was just one player, not so much. But the fact that it's everybody, I think it is a huge drop-off. And what we've seen from the Chargers, especially over the last couple of weeks, they've been playing well, good enough to get some wins. Uh, And even in games where we probably thought they weren't going to get the win, um, I think that this is Lynn trying to save his job for next season. And not just that, the young quarterback has been stellar all season long. And I don't see it changing this week against a divisional opponent. You know, last game of the season – I think he probably comes out and just kind of lights it up. So I, I, I kind of like the charges this week. Uh, the other thing that concerns me, uh, Allen will be out again. Uh, Bosa is going to be out for the chargers. Uh, I just, I don't know. I, I probably shouldn't try to uh, convince you to take the chiefs here. I, I need to save it for uh, my other one uh, a little bit down the road. Um, I also am not a lover of Chad Henney. Uh, that would be the backup quarterback of the Kansas City Chiefs. I think if you could uh, had a little bit uh, better upgrade at uh, quarterback, but if anybody could make Chad Henney good, it would be Andy Reid. So uh, I, I guess we'll pass on this one just because um, I don't think there is any way in hell you could convince me to take the Chargers minus three and a half at Kansas City. I don't care who Kansas City is playing. But, but taking a Chiefs team where a game doesn't matter, I, I don't think uh, that should be touched either. Yeah, to me, like I said, I just think that the Chiefs have absolutely nothing to gain from this game, and they have everything to lose just by one guy getting hurt. So I think that they're going to be playing nothing but secondary uh, second-team guys, and uh, a second-team Chiefs team is probably slightly worse than the first-team 
Chargers team, in my opinion. Yeah. Okay, we'll move on to the New Orleans Saints at the Carolina Panthers. New Orleans Saints, six-and-a-half-point favorites. Uh, I, I guess the Saints are playing their guys here. Uh, they can still get that one seed. They have to win to get the one seed. Packers have to lose. Hard game to handicap. Uh, I really like the Carolina Panthers getting six-and-a-half here, but uh, I just don't know what we're getting from the Saints. If you're telling me... Kamara's going to play full bore. Breeze is going to play full bore. Uh, you know, Murray's going to play all their linemen, all their defense. But uh, something tells me the Saints uh, might play them a half at most. And uh, that's where I think uh, this line for Carolina uh, seems pretty nice. Well, first of all, I wouldn't trust anything that Sean Payton says. This is the same guy who, who basically leaked it to the press that uh, we're going to have the uh, Winston experiment in, uh, in New Orleans when Breeze got hurt. And how much time did he get to play? So I don't trust anything Sean Payton has to say. Uh, he says he's going to play his guys. Like you said, I think that maybe he plays maybe for a quarter. Uh, I don't see him really bringing him out uh, and, and putting those guys at risk. It uh, seems they have crazy too much to me to that they would risk Kamara or Breeze in this mm-hmm. game for a... I mean, I guess the one seed really matters to them, but... They don't control their fate. I mean, they could win this game and the Packers win. Then it's all for naught. And uh, you risk Breeze, you risk Kamara, you risk uh, all those defensive guys in a, a game that uh, doesn't really matter all that much. Now, I mean, I just don't I don't have it uh, like in front of me, but I'm just trying to find out what time the games are because I think that also plays a factor into it if uh, – one of the games kind of decide something early on. Well, they have it uh, uh, matched up to where uh, uh, the Packers and the Saints are playing at the same time, so they can't really know. I figured as much. I just wanted to check. But, yeah, I, I just to me, that there's more to lose than there is to gain here. Uh, I, I think that they're just probably going to go ahead and call it a, a regular season and get ready for the playoffs. Uh, and. I'm probably staying away from this game. Okay. Uh, any interest in the Panthers or stay a little bit, away? But a little bit, but I just don't know. Uh, Sean Payton, even if he does play his backups, we might see Winston play for the first time. And uh, well, that we would don't... that would be the other thing that would make me nervous. They they could go Taysom Hill. They could go Jameis Winston. Uh, they're still uh, unlike uh, Kansas City, who's going with Chad Henney. Uh, they have multiple options that uh, this offense could run pretty well with. Yeah. I think that they have respect. The they, in the NFL, they probably have the best, you know, quarterback room uh, of, of any other NFL team just off pedigree alone. Uh, so I think that even with their backup quarterback, it still scares me enough to not want to take the Panthers, but I don't feel good about it either way. Okay. We'll move on to the next one. And we're going to, uh, Anger Dynamite David here because I'm going to try to convince you a certain way in a certain game here. The Tennessee Titans at the Houston Texans. The Tennessee Titans are seven and a half point favorites. I want to take the Houston Texans plus seven and a half here. Oh, gosh. No, (laughs) no. You did not just say that. I think they will be able to pass on the Titans. This game went to overtime. I think the defense will... Uh, I shouldn't say it will not be good, but they will be a little more amped up after J.J. Watt called them all quitters. I I think they want to spoil the Tennessee Titans. I think that would make their season. 
So I think we get a ramped up performance here from the Texans. The other thing, the Texans don't have a draft pick. So uh, winning or losing doesn't really matter in this game. And uh, I just think this uh, Tennessee Titans secondary is not going to be able to handle Deshaun Watson. I think this is a close game. I don't know if the Texans will win, but I think they cover that seven and a half point spread. Listen, I, I told Dynamite Dave in uh, in private when we were talking football one day uh, that as that Green Bay and uh, Tennessee Titan matchup, I, I thought that Tennessee could pull it off, and boy was I wrong. And now I feel like my bad juju is kind of uh, infecting any team that I even talk about. So I'm not gonna do a disservice to to our colleague uh, and talk about his team and give them a confidence boost because I think he's confident enough for them. Uh, so I, I'm just going to stay quiet here, uh, but I still think Tennessee wins this game. But do they cover the seven and a half? I, I don't know if I really want to get into it. <laughs> <laughs> I think we should take the Texans plus the seven and a half. But you know my rule. You're the host. If you like them that much, we're going with the Texans at seven and a half. We're going with the Texans at seven and a half. It's a big week. Week 17, Jags, Giants, Texans. Oh, Mike, you know, I almost forgot. I was going to say, if you could only see what I'm doing right now. I forgot we're in a video chat. You could definitely see what we're I'm doing. We're live on the air. Everyone can yeah. see what you're doing. Oh, gosh. Oh. Yeah, I, I feel very confident about our picks. It sounds great. All right, we'll move on to a meaningful game. Well, Green Bay Packers, Chicago Bears. Green Bay Packers, five-and-a-half-point favorites. Uh, I don't want to handicap this one just because uh, I don't know what we're getting from Green Bay. I know they want to go for this uh, one seed because uh, a bye, uh, home field advantage throughout uh, definitely will help them. But uh, I think we're going to get a spirited Bears performance here. Uh, one went away from the playoffs after that disastrous uh, middle that they played. How are you seeing this one? Like I said last week with the Bears, they've been hot. They've scored like 30 points per game over the last three games. Uh, this last week, they performed offensively as good as I thought they were going to. There's a possibility that this is actually more of a shootout than we uh, expected earlier early on this season. So, I probably don't want to handicap this game either. I, I probably just want to watch it. I think there's a, a lot of uh, possible, good possible uh, TV moments in this game uh, and some uh, buzzworthy moments that could come from it also. So uh, I'm more interested in just watching this game than I am in betting in it. Yeah. Uh, any uh, thought that maybe you bench Rogers, you bench Jones, uh, AJ Dillon came in and looked pretty good for the Packers. I just, I don't know. I think uh, Green Bay is one of those that really does have to go after that one seed. I, I think that would be a huge advantage for them. Well, I do think that Green Bay plays a lot better at home. Uh, not just that. Out of all the teams that we've spoke about so far, I think that they probably uh, are best suited to getting that home field advantage. You know, playing in Wisconsin uh, in January, going into February probably not one of the funnest things you could do. Uh, but if anyone's acclimated to doing it, it's a team that plays there. So uh, I think that it probably serves them best to try and get that one seed. And I do predict them coming out, but I think that if this game 
gets away from them early on. I think they probably just pull their starters and just go ahead and tip their hats off and give it away. Yeah. Uh, I, I guess we probably can't go either way. I, I think it's a uh, too big a spread for the Packers to cover. I think the green Bay will be active, but, um, the uh, Green Bay backup quarterback situation is pretty uh, bad, uh, despite them wasting a first-round pick uh, on Jordan Love, who, technically speaking, is not their uh, backup quarterback. That would be the uh, subdivision superstar Tim Boyle from Eastern Kentucky. Uh, Shout-out to our boys from uh, Eastern Kentucky. Uh, they were a very good, solid uh, subdivision team. But uh, I'm not sure Tim Boyle uh would be able to handle the duties of, of a backup quarterback that I would be confident in, in uh, covering a five and a half point spread if he came in, in the second half. Uh, yeah. Eastern Kentucky. That's one of those schools uh, that you have a pipeline with, uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I agree with you. I, I don't think that uh, I feel comfortable about this spread either way, just because of uh, the implications here. So I'm probably just going to stay away from it. All right, we'll move on. Las Vegas Raiders, Denver Broncos, Denver Broncos plus two and a half. I like the Broncos here. I think they're going to get a win at home uh, to close out this season. Uh, They already said Vic Fangio's coming back. Uh, I don't know if that's a good decision, but uh, the coach is uh, not a lame duck. So uh, that Broncos defense has played solid all year long. They Played solid again uh, last week versus San Diego. If uh, Drew Locke doesn't throw uh, three uh, crushing picks in this game, I think the Broncos dominated. Lock it down, buddy, because I, I also like Denver. I think that bringing Fangio back is actually a good thing. Uh, that team really has had a poor season for one. They had a lot of injuries to that defense early on, and the quarterback situation probably isn't the best. Uh, they definitely could use another signal caller, but – uh, that's neither here nor there. We'll worry about it during the offseason. Uh, as far as uh, Week 17 goes, uh, I like that defense going up against that uh, that Raiders offense. They've been uh, pretty up and down uh, these last few weeks, and they've cost me more than a few times. So uh, I'd be more than happy to pick against the Raiders this week. All right. That wasn't a hard convince. Denver Broncos plus two and a half at home. We're getting a lot of points this week. So uh, even if we're down, we're never out of it. Exactly. <laughs> All right. Uh, we've come to this game. Prepare yourself. I'm Do going I need to, to need put it on? your analysis, your unbiased analysis on this one. Yes, Do I you need can to put this on? Put your helmet on. Uh, you might need it to cover your face as you try to handicap this uh, game here. Arizona Cardinals at the Los Angeles Rams. Uh, Rams are one and a half point favorites still. The hits keep coming uh cooper cup out with covid uh there hasn't been a ton said about acres uh, i don't know if they are going to play him or not uh i'm sure they're going to try uh but uh how do you feel about this one do you have a bet either way I- i'm in total stay away from uh this uh on both sides because i'm not trusting cliff kingsbury to uh win me a game uh in a must-win situation ever in my life Yes, uh, week 17, you know, as hot as Kyler Murray was early on in the season, uh, I still wouldn't bank my money on the Arizona Cardinals offense to win a must-win game in week 17 against the divisional rival with probably one of the better defenses in the league. Uh, With that being said, even though it's my team and I love them, 
I don't feel very confident about my team's chances um, simply because they're going to be really low at running back. Uh, you know, they had to sign another quarterback uh, because we need a backup to our backup. Jared Goff being out, <laughs> you've, if you would have told me last week, I probably would have been happy about it just because of the poor performance he's had over the last few weeks. But then we started talking about the uh, backup quarterback last week uh, during our uh, our uh, review show. And we don't know what we're getting from him. Uh, I will say this. I think that the coaching staff, like I said last week, has confidence in him. And if they didn't, they would have signed a veteran to back up Goff as opposed to him. Uh, I think that they've seen enough flashes from him to feel that he could probably manage a game. If we somehow manage to get acres back, I think it boosts our chances a little bit. Uh, but then again, I don't know if he's back at 100%. And we still don't know what the situation with Cooper cup, he could clear, uh, you know, we've seen it happen where a player gets put on the list. Uh, doesn't necessarily mean that, you know, they're not going to play because testing gets done and then they come back negative. So uh, there's still the possibility that he might play. I don't know uh, if it's guaranteed that he won't. So I think this week 17 must win game. I don't want to bet on this. I'm probably just going to sit in my rocking chair, uh, curled up with my Rams blanket and my rampage stuffed animal pillow. And I'm probably going to be just hoping for the best. Yeah. Uh, my feeling on this one, I think this Ram defense, uh, is going to go all out and, uh, win them this game. Now, uh, when we get to the playoffs, uh, that might take enough out of them where they aren't going to win a playoff game. But I think this Ram defense is going to try to carry them into a, uh, at least the playoffs here. Um, so I, I lean Rams here, but uh, I'm very, very, very scared of this Rams offense right now. If you're telling me there's no Cooper Cup, we got Ma- Malcolm Brown in the backfield, we got John Walford in, at playing quarterback, uh, you just, uh, as smart as Sean McVay is, uh, there becomes a point uh, which the Niners hit as well. You saw it. Uh, once you start getting into backups of, like, backups, uh, it's just a very scary situation to generate offense in. And uh, if this defense uh, can't generate at least a couple turnovers to make short fields and it easy on this offense, it's going to be tough. Yeah, I you know, I think that a team like the 49ers is actually better suited for this type of matchup. Uh, you know, with all the injuries and everything, I think that they're more of a, a next guy up type of team. Whereas in the Rams, I think they're very starter dependent. Yeah. Um, so I don't feel confident about this game, but you know, listen, I've put, I've, I've put up with really bad seasons where my team won one game, two games. Uh, I've put up with, you know, seasons where they missed the playoffs by a game, even though they put a good product on the field. So I'm not bummed out about it. I think it was a great season overall, regardless of whatever how whatever happens and whatever the outcome is. Uh, I'm going to stay positive. I'm going to cheer my guys on and hope they make it into the playoffs because there still is a possibility that they miss out on the playoffs. So yeah, uh, uh, it was just uh, funny. Two weeks ago, we were discussing them as dark horse Super Bowl candidates, and now we're in this uh, weird situation here. Not not shocking if we really sit back and. Uh, listen to the uh, to all the reviews we've done uh, regarding Rams games. It seems like there's been a consistent uh, theme 
and that's been the bad play at quarterback uh, or the uh, mistakes, the jitteriness at the quarterback position. But I think that we've talked the team up, and rightfully so, because of that defense. They definitely have a Super Bowl-caliber defense. Uh, could there be a scenario where we get a Baltimore Ravens type of uh, – you know, season where, or playoff season where, you know, that defense is so good that they could win with anybody, anyone at quarterback. I don't think the Rams are built that way, but the defense is still to me, a Super Bowl caliber defense. And you never know, man, this is why we play games. You know, uh, it's why we don't play them on paper. It's why we go out and play them on the field. So uh, I'm not counting my guys out and I'm going to be cheering them on. And, uh, but I'd want no action in this game because yeah. I don't want double heartache. Yeah. Uh, all right. Uh, Seattle Seahawks at the San Francisco 49ers. Seahawks are five and a half point favorites. Uh, I guess they can get that one seed. A lot of scenarios have to break for that. Uh, Pete hasn't said he's not uh, playing his guys. So I guess he's going full bore here. Uh, but I, I don't know how much of that I buy. I really struggle to handicap this when I'm not touching Seattle at five and a half, but uh, I'm not necessarily who I've ridden San Francisco a lot this year, but I don't want them at five and a half either. So a uh, tough game for me to break down. Curious how you saw it. Yeah. I mean, divisional opponents, divisional rivals, especially over the last few seasons, uh, these have been one and two when it comes to the uh, top of the food chain in the NFC West. Uh, both teams have been to Super Bowls. Uh, Seattle has won, you know, a Super Bowl, but you know, I don't count the 49ers out regardless of how good a uh, team we think Seattle is. Defensively, they've definitely seemed to have uh, you know, taken a step forward uh, over the last few weeks, uh and maybe that's enough to pull this this win off, but with it being a divisional opponent and as tough and as gritty as the 49ers have been against just about anybody they faced other than the Dolphins, um I'm not counting San Francisco out, so I, I'm probably staying away from it. Uh, I think the the line's just a little too big for me uh, because of uh, how well these teams play each other. Yeah. Uh, do you think Seattle's going to play their guys? I, I think they're going to. Um, I don't see a purpose to why they would, to be honest with you. Um, again, t- the seating situation is, is still to be determined. So I, I get that. Uh, but to me, in this particular season with COVID and no fans and all that, I think you just pack it in and you keep your guys healthy. Uh, you know, I could only imagine something going horribly wrong and uh, them second guessing why they would even play somebody week 17 when. Yeah the reward is not worth the risk. Especially somebody like Adams who's been banged up all year. I, I just, I wouldn't take the chance. And uh, that's why I wouldn't touch this game. And San Francisco's played harder all year. So uh, I think you might could convince me to take San Francisco if I had to pick this game one way or the other. But uh, I just would want to leave it alone. So we'll move on to the next one, the final game of the week. Uh, Washington football team, Philadelphia Eagles. No word on who's playing quarterback uh, for uh, the Washington football team. Uh, I don't think Fletcher Cox is going to be playing for the Eagles, uh, which tells me the Eagles defense will be uh, abysmal. So uh, I just don't know what to make of this. Um, secrecy is going around in the Washington. Uh, everyone says they love Hanicki, but uh, then stuff gets leaked that they want Alex Smith to uh, play, and uh, they're hoping he's healthy. Uh, they said last week he was right up to the point of being ready to go. So 
I just don't know what to make of this. Also, uh, Washington has uh, proven uh, that they will uh, be cutthroat and uh, play injured quarterbacks if it means selling their soul and getting them into the playoffs. You can ask Robert Griffin's uh, career about that. So uh, I really don't know how to go about this. Yeah, I think that if uh, somehow, some way, Alex Smith is uh, good to go, I think that I like Washington's chances a little bit better, even as high as I've been on Philadelphia ever since that quarterback change. Um, I think that that quarterback change revitalized the team. Uh, They were definitely heading towards the bottom pit, and uh, it almost gained like a second win, and they came back and won a few games and got back into the mix of winning that division. Now, Grant, it's the NFC East, and it doesn't take much to get back in it, Uh, but – well, see, here's that, the thing. I think people think they did come back and win a couple games. Uh, they actually only won the Saints game. <laughs> They've actually been just as bad with Hurts. They just uh, have been a little bit more spunky on offense. So I think it's sort of masked that uh, they still aren't winning football games, no matter who's playing quarterback there. But you see, that's exactly what I'm trying to say. That That's what it just goes to show how – Perception is such a big part of, uh, and especially this season, you know, with everybody kind of cooped up. And, and I think that the perception is that they're a much better team. Yeah. Uh, I, maybe because it added a different death to the team or maybe because they started actually playing better. They're right. There's only been one win. So, I mean, it's not like they've been that much and better. That was because of a good first half. If you look at the second half of that Saints game, they put it on them and almost came back and won that one. So they could very easily just have, have not won a game with Hurts there. Yeah. So, I mean, I could definitely, like, I, I could definitely see a scenario where with uh, the, the missing, uh, with Cox not playing for Philly, I think that this could definitely be one of those games where uh, if Alex Smith plays, uh, the defense swallows up the offense, uh, Washington versus uh, Philadelphia. And uh, I think that Washington's offense does enough to pull off a win. Uh, how confident I am in that, I, I don't know. I know that you've been pretty big on Washington pretty much all season long, and you also have them as a pick to win that division. Yeah, uh, so- I if I could have removed Haskins uh, two weeks ago. I, I would have been uh, much more confident. Uh, they should have just let McKissick uh, take direct snaps and run the ball up the middle. So uh, I, how is it? I mean, do they still have a shot, right? Uh, who, Washington? Yeah. Yeah, all they have to do is win, and they win the division. Okay, so I think that we have to go with Washington this week. Well, that's what I was going to say. Uh I'm not in love with Hanicki. Uh, well, I am because I loved him at Old Dominion. I loved uh, taking that team for overs. They'd play uh, 40 and 50 point games all the time. But uh, I think they're going to try to push Smith out there. Uh, Antonio Gibson uh, came back last week, looked pretty good. So he looks healthy. Uh, my only concern was McLaurin's probably not going to play. But uh, I think uh, also that defense uh, can harass Hurts. Um, their secondary is going to be bad. No Fletcher Cox. So I really like Washington here. I think when and they're in, I think Rivera can uh, sort of game plan this to get that win. Now, uh, once we get to the playoffs, uh, I don't care who they're playing. Uh, we're taking against it next week. Yeah, I'm not super confident uh, in Washington, but I do like their chances, especially if Alex Smith plays. I think he gives them a better uh, chance at winning that game. And uh, with, like I said, the weapons on 
the uh, Philadelphia Eagles side of the ball on defense, uh, the fact that they are missing pieces, uh, I think it completely changes the dynamic of that defense. Uh, their pass rush isn't as effective as it, as it normally is. So I think that defensively, I think Washington's probably better this week. Offensively, if Alex Smith, I think it's more on par. Uh, so I would give the edge to Washington. So I feel comf- comfortable taking Washington if you feel that good about it. So do I. All right. So we got through it and got our five. Are you ready for this list? Yeah, let's do it. I, I, I know this is going to sound horrible. We start off with the New York Giants getting two and a half points. We move to the Jacksonville Jaguars getting 13 and a half points. Then the fearsome Houston Texans, seven and a half points. The Denver Broncos, two and a half points. And finally, the Washington football team, minus a half point. A who's who list of the NFL this season. Yeah, the bottom tier of the NFL. (laughs) One of these teams is going to be making the playoffs. Yeah, a, a couple of them might actually, uh, which is the shocking part about it. If you sit back and, and just listen to the teams we talked about, we basically picked the worst teams that we could have picked to win this week. Uh, we didn't take the Jets. No, no, no. I, yeah, I, well, I took the Jets. Yes, so. I know. Uh, I think <laughs> that, that you were com- trying to talk us into the Jets. That just completes the entire circle there, but uh no, I, I still feel confident. I think that uh, with it being week 17, like I said earlier, this is week 17. I, I, It's really hard to pick games this late in the season, uh, but I think that we did probably as good as a job as we could do uh, under the circumstances. So I, I think we're good to go. All right. So it's now time for our individual picks. Are you ready to get into our individual picks? Uh, uh, I think so. Okay, so let's recap last week. I'm sorry I have to do this to you. You're closing poorly. You had a great start, and uh, we got to keep you above Mount 500 uh, in this year because uh, you're trending very badly. It's it's the fact that I took so many games in weeks where I didn't like any of the games. I I don't understand what I was thinking, but uh, let's do this. One in four week last week. Uh, you had the said Dolphins minus two and a half. Uh, that one did not hit. You had the Washington football team minus two. Uh, in Dwayne Haskins, we trust. Power be with you, brother. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I wish you well on your journey to, to uh, I don't know where. That uh, league where the fans call the plays where Johnny Menzel just signed up. Gosh. I, I'm sure those are some high dollar games. I, I they possibly might make less money than us who's <laughs> playing in those. There, there you go. But now they have their championship game set up: Haskin versus Manzo. <laughs> All right. Uh, well, there are. It, it takes place mostly in uh, Houston. There are uh, numerous strip clubs abound in the uh, Houston area. So, uh, so he's got a little a little something to do after the game now. Yeah, I know. There probably lacks COVID rules too, so they might not even enforce masks there. <laughs> he doesn't like to wear them anyway. So. All right. So you had Washington minus two. Your win. Denver Broncos plus three and a half. There you go. 19-16. A good cover. Uh, The Rams plus two and a half. And finally, the Eagles minus one and a half. So a one and four. It brings you to 42, 38, and three on the year. Four games above 500. Don't take five games. 
No, no. Uh, I was waiting for you to read out the record so I could decide which way I was going to go. All right. Because I had. I went three and one on the week. Uh, I took the Carolina Panthers. Uh, Dwayne Haskins started. I said, if Haskins starts, I want the Panthers. I took the Panthers. I also had the Denver Broncos plus three and a half. I had the Eagles that did not cover. And also my Cincinnati Bengals, plus seven and a half. The late edition, the pride of Bengal Nation, came in there. Uh, three and one on the week, 48, 40, and one on the year. All right, so let's get into our picks this week. How many picks do you got this week? I'm finally going to do the right thing and play it safe, and I'm going with three. Oh, a big three. Guess what? I got a big three as well. All right, you start us out. Okay, I'm going to start off with the Dallas Cowboys uh, at minus two going up against the Giants. Uh, I'm doing this one for fish. All right. Uh, I'm going the other way. The New York Giants plus the two versus the Dallas Cowboys. Giant pride. I'm feeling a run to the Super Bowl. That's not accurate. I'm not feeling a run to the Super Bowl. Yes, you are. Yes, you are. <laughs> I, I'm pre- I was expecting the Frank Sinatra drop. Uh Prepare yourself as we take them to the playoffs and uh, <laughs> runs to the Super Bowl through, throughout uh, every week. We'll probably be getting double-digit points, so uh, at least there's that. Yeah, we, we do have that to look forward to. It should, be, should make it somewhat interesting. All right, what do you got next? Uh, for my second game, I am taking the Los Angeles Chargers at minus three and a half against the Kansas City Chiefs. Oh, you're riding the Chargers. You think they're going to come out and beat the Chiefs' second team? Oh, my. I'm keeping my fingers and crossed. Anthony Lynn, we trust. Uh, I should give you the coach's uh, Black Friday uh, over under on Monday. No, uh, all you got to do is give me your inside information. I know that the Chargers are one of those teams that you have access to. So, <laughs> All right. Uh, next up, I got the Pittsburgh Steelers plus the nine versus the Cleveland Browns. Oh, I forgot about that game. I, I probably would have taken that one instead of the Chargers one, but... Anyway, let's move on. Uh, my third game, I am taking the uh, Denver Broncos at plus two and a half against the Raiders. How exciting is this? Our final pick of the 2020 regular season. I also have the Denver Broncos plus the two and a half. Down we go with Denver. Drew Locke, our man. Hey, I have to go with them. They got me my win last week, so I, I have to stick with them this week. Uh, and Drew, and Drew, we trust. So uh, let's let's ride them till till the wheels fall off. Yeah, uh, that will be next season when they have a new quarterback in there. <laughs> well, I'm riding this season, so let's go, baby. All right, that's our show for the week. Be sure to follow all our podcasts on GreenlightNetwork.org. Where can we find you, Achilles? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at TD Achilles. You can find me on Instagram at TD Achilles as well. Uh, really quick, I just wanted to let everyone know uh, we are going to do a little bit of a giveaway for the playoffs. Uh, we'll be picking one team in the NFC and one team in the AFC. Uh, we'll pick the game or you'll pick the game because you're the host. And uh, what we'll do is we'll have people submit uh, what they think the the score total will be for both teams combined. Uh, whoever gets closest without going over uh, wins and uh, we'll send them some goodies. Uh, but we'll get more to that on our Facebook page. So make sure you check that out. Uh, our Facebook page, Greenlight Network. Uh, and for more details, uh, they should be coming up shortly. Yeah. All right. Greenlight Network, Facebook page. Like and subscribe. 
You can find me at GLNChamp5 both on Twitter and Instagram. That's our show, and we're out. 